welcome to Sideline Small Talk. This is an NBA podcast from an NBA fan to NBA fans. I hope you guys enjoy it. And most of all, I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing day. Hello. Guys, this is the first official episode of Sideline Small Talk. I'm so excited. And mind me while I adjust my mic. I'm professional. Um, I cannot think of a greater time to start in a first official episode of a podcast about the NBA than during the NBA freaking finals. I think that's pretty exciting. And I'm so excited. Last night's game was absolutely amazing. So obviously I'm rooting for the Suns. I obviously want the Suns to win. Um, I, I picked them from the beginning. I Not just because I'm a bandwagon fan, but because I've loved Phoenix forever. They're obviously not my absolute favorite team, but I love Phoenix in general, and I would love to see them win. Um, but yeah, the Suns ended up winning. If you didn't watch, which, why the hell didn't you watch? But if you didn't watch, the Suns pulled out a dub, winning 118 to 105. It was so exciting. I felt like Chris Paul and uh, Booker were just on fire all night. And Aiton had, what, like, 19, 20 rebounds in a game? I, it was just, it was insane. And I I enjoyed watching it. And I cannot wait for the rest of the series. I think it's going to be potentially one of the best NBA finals that we've ever seen. And I love that at the beginning of the season, people were like, oh, Nets and Lakers, that's what's going to happen. That's going to be the finals. And here we are with the Bucks and <laughs> the freaking Suns. And, and you know what I love even more about this situation and who's going to the playoffs is that no matter who wins, no matter what team wins the playoffs, every single player on that team will get their first NBA finals ring. And that is amazing. And it's moments like that is the, why I love the NBA. It is kind of like mixed because obviously I want the Suns to win. Nothing against the buck against the bucks. I don't mind them. Giannis. I love Giannis. I think he's a great person. I think he's an amazing player whatever, but I just, to see the Suns win and to see, especially Chris Paul, who was such a staple in my early NBA fan days, to see him finally get the title that he deserves. I think he is one of the most deserving players in the NBA today. Um, alongside Devin Booker, who, God damn, people call him the next Kobe. I don't know how much of that I agree with, but he's good. And he, if I can't think of um, a lot, many more people before him that deserve it. Now, Giannis does deserve uh, a ring. I agree. He plays so well. He deserves it. And his loyalty to the Bucks should take him to a finals. In theory, you would, you, you would think, um, yeah, that's my, my predictions. And I think we're going to go, my guess is the Suns are going to win in, in game five or six. I think we're going to we're going to play these two. We're going to, we won yesterday. Obviously we're going to win tomorrow. We're going to go to Milwaukee and I think it's going to kind of be a little dip and not total blowouts, but I definitely don't think it's going to be the best games. And I think in game five or six, we're going to come back and just d- dominate and show. I say we, like I've been a fan of this team for years. I say we as a temporary, not temporary supporter, but like a temporary, you get what I'm saying? You know, you, you, you know what I mean? Um, the game was great though. I, I, it was awesome. It was exciting. And I really hope every other game in the rest of the series is just as good. Um, I was kind of surprised at how lost the buck, the bucks looked. Cause you know, you think of the Milwaukee bucks in the last couple years, they've been pretty good. Obviously they haven't been able to make this 
deep of a run into the playoffs, but they're good. They're a tough team. They're smart. They play smart. They always seem to be aware of what's going on. But last night, it just felt like they had no answer for Chris Paul and the rest of the Suns whatsoever. They looked lost. It was disorganized. It was kind of shocking, actually. And as a Giannis fan, I hope they figure it out for him. But also as a Suns fan, I freaking love it. And I hope it stays that way. Not all great news on the Sun side coming from that, though. Dario Saric um, tore his ACL, which kind of sucks. Um, they're going to be fine without him, but you never want to see an NBA player injure themselves, especially an injury to that caliber, because it could be detrimental to his career. We have no idea. And so it always sucks when you see a player get injured like that. But I don't know. After his injury, it... The game was already lighting up, but it it's still like it just went. I it finished with Giannis at twenty points, which, in my opinion, not a great night for Giannis. I guess maybe that's the wrong opinion to have, but whatever. Uh, Chris Middleton scored twenty nine last night, and I just want to touch kind of off topic. I play my team in two K, two K twenty one, and I have a dark matter Chris Middleton. That is my absolute best card and best player that I have. And no matter where it's at on the floor, no matter what I need him to do, it, it's like, it's a perfect a Chris Middleton card. So I always have a soft spot for Chris Middleton because of that Dark Matter card that I have. Um, uh, Chris Paul ended up scoring 32 points. Book had 27 and Aiton had 22. Uh, that's his number. But yeah, Aiton had 22. Aiton is my favorite son, by the way. Just throwing that out there. Nobody asked. But um, I just thought I would mention it. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about before we moved on to my next segment, um, that chase down block that Giannis had. Now I, again, if you didn't watch, you have no idea what I'm talking about, but go look that shit up right now. That chase down block he had was almost identical to the one that Bron LeBron had, I believe it was against the Warriors when he was still on the Cavs, like identical and if you watch not just the the block that Giannis did, but if you watch from further back and you watch the way he reads the floor and scans it and is able to cross that that much floor to get that block, it's insane. And I don't know, like that part of me wants to say that guy, that player deserves a ring, which he does. But I just really want the freaking Suns to do it. I, I, I love an underdog story and I feel like that's how it is. The Suns went from what, two seasons ago being having the worst record in the NBA to last year having the best record in the bubble um, to this year making a finals run. Like, it's not, that's not something that happens often, if ever. Obviously, the bubble thing, but going from that bad to this good in that short amount of time, it's crazy. And so I really think that the underdogs being the Suns should deserve it. And I would love to see it, if, if not for anything else, for Chris Ball, because damn, that man deserves it. And like I said, he was a staple of my younger NBA fan days. And it just, it was, it sucks because he, he, he grew up, I wouldn't say grew up, but he spent his adult life playing with like LeBron, Melo, you know, different players like that, never reaching the caliber that they did, whether it be injuries, trades, whatever the hell it may be. So to see him finally get it is just... It's so sweet, and I just, I don't know, I just love it. It makes me giddy. Uh, moving on from that, though, something that I want to establish early on in this podcast. Like, now we're establishing this. Um, uh, we're establishing this, I'm gonna, and I'm going to clip this little 
segment in the podcast, my starting five. We're doing this during the 2021 NBA Finals, and I kind of want to look back um, and see where I'm sitting at at the beginning of the 2021-22 season and then towards the end of it and during the finals and see how my um, my top five, my, not my top five, my starting five has changed. Let's just get right into it, though. Um, my point guard. This could be controversial for some people, um, could be a bit sensitive, but he's my absolute favorite player in the league. Uh, I like him more than any other player. Uh, that'd be Trey Young. Obviously my go-to point guard. Deal with that what you will. Trey Young's a damn beast. And I believe if he... Not that this Hawks team wasn't bad. They made a good playoff run. But I believe if he had the right pieces around him, Mans would be unstoppable. Um, my shooting guard, I think this is pretty obvious. Devin Booker. I don't I don't really need to say anything else. Man's a beast. Like, he's a monster, okay? Um... My, what what do I have next? My 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 first forward, Tatum. Um, he just he he's just good. He's good at everything he does. Uh, I think people think that, well when he first came into the league, there was a lot of rumors and speculation about his inability to be a playmaker and pass the ball, whatever. Obviously, that's not the truth anymore. And people are saying he's in his prime. He's hitting the top now. I don't believe that. I think we are getting the very first taste of Jason Tatum, of who he could be. And I think he's going to be like LeBron, Michael Jordan caliber player. And I would pick uh, Jason Tatum as part of my starting five before any other person on this list, because I really truly believe to my core marked me right now. Jason Tatum is just getting started. I promise you that he is just getting started, whether he continues with the Celtics or go somewhere else. Like this is just the beginning for him. Um, my power forward. Okay, this is another controversial one, and I'm going to bitch about this player later, but I'm going to put my power forward as Ben Simmons. Okay, don't shoot me. Okay, relax for a second, especially if you're a 76ers fan. Trust me, it's my team. I'm still hurt. I'm still hurt after that loss to the Hawks and then watching them get basically blown out, whatever. Um, ben Simmons, because I feel like the problem with Ben Simmons is – Obviously, this is not feeling like this is obviously the problem is his shooting. It's not. It's a fucking issue. His shooting is a problem. But I feel like him being put in a point guard role doesn't help that any. Doesn't help it getting in his head because I feel like part of the problem is he gets into his own head and he gets nervous and he gets stage fright or whatever the fuck is going on. And part of it is because he's playing a position where it's expected that you are a shooter. Mid-range perimeter it don't matter you're expected to be a shooter and that is not where ben what is the word i'm looking for that is not where he shines that's not his strongest suit ben shines when he's one playing defense or deep into the paint and i feel like whoever the fuck decided to put ben simmons as a point guard needs to lose that goddamn job because i don't agree with that i think if ben simmons went in to play a more traditional power forward role he would be immensely more successful and there would, wouldn't be all these problems because his job at that point wouldn't be to pull up those threes or pull up those mid-range shots he can get into the paint score those um up close baskets that he's good at doing and then turn around on defense and get some steals or blocks because that's again that's what ben simmons is good at um and i we just need to get he needs to have pieces around him like trey young booker tatum like this could never happen but those kind of pieces around him would make him one of the best, if not the best power forward in the league right now. 
mark me on that, okay? Because I feel like somebody along the line is gonna come, is gonna realize that this man needs to be put into a more traditional power forward role, get away from the shooting role, stop pressuring him, stop forcing him and getting him in his own head. Like just let him play a traditional power forward role and watch this man skyrocket to the sky. Mark me right now. <laughs> um, and then my center is obvious, very obvious. It's my favorite center in the game. Nicole Jokic. Okay. I like, I don't think I need to explain that one. Uh, should have been MVP, but whatever, you know, whatever. So should Joel. I, I think either of them could have got it. Do I agree with, um, not MVP. Yeah, MVP. Defensive player of the, yeah, I'm getting things mixed up. Whatever. Base, whatever. Jokic would be my center. I don't need to explain that to you. If you don't know why Jokic would be my, my pick for center, this probably isn't the podcast for you to be listening to. You obviously don't know enough about the league to... Okay, just whatever. So just to recap, power or point guard Trey Young, shooting guard Book, Tatum for my first forward Ben Simmons, and then Jokic. Like it's just, I feel like that would be an unstoppable team if the chemistry was there. And I am fully aware that just because they're all skilled doesn't mean it would work if there's no chemistry. Whatever. We ain't talking technical right now. We're just talking about pure skill, and that would be my starting five. And I believe that is a top caliber team. Uh, if I had to pick a, a bench five, oh shit, I'd probably put Chris Paul would probably be my point guard. Um, I'd probably put Jimmy Butler up there for a shooting guard. Oh, my next forward, who would I pick? Oh, I don't even know. I, I Maybe Kawhi? Me? No. I take that back. I don't, I don't actually think I'd pick. I don't really know who I'd pick for my... Pop... Levine. That's who I'd pick. Easy. Zach Levine. Um, the next power forward, geez, probably Zion. That may be a typical answer. And you're like, how dare you start Ben Simmons at power forward over Zion Williamson? Fuck off. Okay. He would be my backup. And my second center would be Joel Embiid, obviously. Now, the only reason I didn't put Joel as my starting center I just don't feel like he's reliable enough. I think he gets on these roles, and when he's on his role, he is one of the best players ever to play that position. But the problem is he can't consistently do that. Like Obviously, we learned and saw that in the playoffs when he choked like fucking four free throws that were game changers. But whatever, that's beside the point. I don't think he's consistent enough to be my starting five, but you know, I couldn't be, I couldn't be wrong. Whatever. Uh, another thing I want to talk about, the uh, Olympics. Team USA. Oh, holy cow. Why am I yawning? I'm not even tired. Whatever. Um, I don't, obviously there's not a lot of details on everything and I will cover the games as they happen when they start. I believe July 10th is when they start. And just same with the finals. I'll cover every game or at least try to, if not, I'll clump two games into one episode. We'll see. I would like to do an episode for each Olympic game and for each finals game. But again, we'll see how it goes. But back to Team USA, I just wanted to discuss the roster. And I know, like, it's supposed to be the Olympics is the best players at the sport go to compete. Um, listen to this roster. We have Bam Adebayo, Ad Adebayo, Adebayo, however you pronounce it, Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant. Okay, I don't know much about this cat, so if I say his name wrong, don't come at me. Jeremiah, Jeremiah Grant, Jeremiah Grant, whatever. Drew Holiday, Zach Levine, Damian Lillard, Kevin Love, Chris Middleton, Jason Tatum. 
again, I know that the Olympics is the top tier players that are supposed to go, but damn, look like that roster. And maybe it's because I'm biased because like I said before, anything else, I'm an overall NBA fan. I do not see how that team is going to be unbeatable or is going to be beatable. It is going, I'm calling a, I'm calling it, we're winning gold. This, I don't know. In my opinion, it's one of the best teams that we've ever, the Olympics, the USA basketball team has ever had. And I like, I don't know. I don't know. I just think this is, it's, it's really, really good. And I'm also the kid in me who loves, because I'm two different kinds of players. I'm the kind of player that is very, um, analytic, analytical. I analyze, overanalyze every part of the game, but then there's a part of me that just loves the game and the players that play. And the part of me that loves these fucking players and loves to watch them shine and play is so fucking excited to see them all out there on the court playing together. And I hope every single person listening to this is just as excited as me. And again, if you're not excited to watch these men play basketball and represent our country, the best ones in the world, you shouldn't fucking be here because this is this is not the podcast for you. Take a hike, okay? Now, I want to, um, today, obviously, first episode, we're starting a segment. It's our first official segment because playoff segments will come in and out, obviously, as playoffs come Uh, I won't talk about my starting five. Injuries are not going to always be here. The Olympics won't always be here. But the one thing that I want to consistently talk about is I'm going to just call this segment a rumor mill. Everybody and their brother has heard of what a rumor mill is. Um, Now, on these, this rumor mill, 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 it could be trades. It could be literally anything. And just because it's on here, I'm going to forewarn now. I'm putting this precursor out there just because... I talk about something in the rumor mill segment does not mean it's true. This could just be a post I read on Instagram from some NBA fans. Um, This could be an article I read. It could actually be truthful information. Take the rumor mill segment with a grain of salt. Put it in your head. Lock it in. Think about it. You can store it back there in your NBA knowledge. So then if it actually happens, you could... um, Hold on. I have to reply to this this, uh, text. Um store it back there in your brain so then if it does come true or whatever I'm talking about happens you'd be like I knew that the sideline small talk podcast taught me that didn't teach me told me that first whatever but like I said take this with a grain of salt take this segment with a grain of salt not everything is going to be 100% factual it's just something that I read on Instagram or Facebook or on an article or I heard on a radio or a different podcast that I thought I wanted to talk about and kind of give my two cents about it. And some of the shit is going to be wild and you're going to know for a fact it's not true. But I also would just like to speculate on it because as an NBA fan, that's what we do. We like to speculate about trades that we would love to see happen or what the fuck ever we would like to see, you know? So for that, with all that being said, let's get started with our first at the first segment of Rumor Mill. First up on is... Now, I don't really know if this is a... I think this is true. This does not strike me as something that's not true. The Sixers are putting together a pretty nice package for the Blazers in hopes of landing Damian Lillard. I love your precursors. Every team is gunning for Lillard. I think every single team in the league. Fuck. Some countries... Some other teams in different countries are probably gunning for Lillard. He's... In my opinion, the highest trade value and the most valuable player in the league right now. Um, as a Blazers fan, because I'm from Oregon, so I'm a default Blazers fan, and then a Sixers fan, this trade makes sense to me. This is this trade makes me happy. I would absolutely love 
to be able to um, see Lillard in a Sixers jersey, that would just make my little heart so happy. Um, I, I do think we would have to get rid of some pretty intense assets to be able to keep or to be able to land Damien, which not isn't, in my opinion, necessarily a bad thing. Uh, I'd be pretty pissed if they got rid of like Maxi or Thibel. And I know people are like, oh, why? Maybe because Thibel's defense is, in my opinion, there is nothing in the world like it. It is not something that we could just trade off and give him a couple of years to really hone that. I guarantee you he'll be one of the best defenders in the league. One of the best ever to be a defensive player in the league. And Maxi, I think he's going to grow. His potential is going to be uh, awesome. He's going to be one of the, he's going to be a really good player in the league and I think we need to give him a couple give him a couple more seasons chances and I know some people don't agree with that, but that's what I think. Um I think in a package to Portland, obviously, um Ben Simmons should be in that package. Again, no shit on him. I picked him for my personal starting five team, but I don't think the Sixers is a good option for him. I think part of... There's so much shit he's dealing with for left, right, and center. So much stress. And I think getting a fresh start, especially in a city like Portland, I think it would be amazing for him. Um, So I would be okay with that. Maybe put in Korkmaz. um, Fuck, I mean, you think about it. There's, There's a handful of players that that we could trade. But that's just something that's been buzzing around. The Sixers are putting together a package in hopes to land Lillard. Like I said, I think everyone wants to land Lillard. And I also don't think he's going anywhere. I I don't think he wants to go anywhere. He doesn't seem uh, too, too keen on leaving. He doesn't seem too excited to. And again, I could be wrong. Um, But as a Portland fan, I'm okay with him staying. As a Sixers fan, I'd love to see him traded. But if the man gets traded like the Lakers or something, I'm going to be pissed. The only other team in the league I would be okay with him trading to, which this would never happen because you just can't do that, would be the, the, I almost said the A's, the Oakland A's. Um, The Warriors. Because, only because it's where he's from. I don't, and I know he loves the Bay. I mean, he literally wears an O on his jersey for Oakland. So I, I would be okay if he got traded to there, but outside of that, I'd be pretty bummed to see him go anywhere else. But let's let's just let's just hope that he does. Um, next up on the list, oh this is I don't this is not a rumor. This is well, could be a rumor. I don't know. The Sixers um, got a pretty nice offer with a nice pa- offer package uh, from the Pacers, including Michael Brogdon, to hope hopefully land Ben Simmons. Obviously, they denied that, and I am extremely thankful that they did because I personally don't think that would have been a good trade for us. I think Ben Simmons, while I don't think he's a good fit for Philly right now, I, I really think he he's valuable and he's worth more than, no offense, Brogdon. I think he's worth a lot more than that, um, and we need to be getting a heavy trade asset in return if we're going to be getting rid of Ben Simmons, you know, because his defense and, and the way he is in the paint is... Uh, there's again, there's nothing like him. Like he is, he is his own player, and that is not something we could, ju- we should just give up very easily. So I hope the Sixers think that, and they and they turn down more offers like the Pacers offer. Um, oh, this is a, okay. So this one, I, I've, I read an article, and this was in the list of rumors happening right now. Uh, DeRozan being traded to the Lakers, and correct me if I'm wrong. But that rumor has been floating around since the beginning of this season, right? Like, every one of... If I'm looking at any sort of NBA trade rumors, that is always one that comes up. DeMar to the Lakers. Because it's been so... 
what is the word I'm looking for? Because it's been so prominent in the, in the rumor mill, the NBA rumor mill, I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's one of those things that people want to talk about and speculate and Lakers fans would love to land and DeMar DeRozan fans would love to uh, see him in the in Los Angeles to see him succeed more. But I don't think that's going to happen. I feel like he's going to be in San Antonio for a while. Um, and when he does leave, I, I don't personally foresee him going to the Lakers, but that's just me. Um, off the top of my head, uh, I know Kuzma is getting, well, rumor mill, Kuzma is getting traded, which I like Kuzma. Um, I like a lot of players in the league. Obviously you're going to hear me say that, but I do like him a lot. I don't think the Lakers is a good fit for him. I think there's too much talent and too many stars there. And I really believe that for a player like Kyle Kuzma, to really develop into his full potential, he can't be surrounded by LeBrons and Anthony Davises and players like that because it doesn't. I just feel like he can't grow to his full potential. There's a lot of pressure, and maybe you are the kind of person that believes he's in the N- he's in the NBA. He should be able to perform under that pressure. I don't know. I saw the other day him potentially being traded to the Knicks. I don't know the validity of that. I think that would be a good trade for him. Uh, it might be a good landing spot, especially if they could keep Randall and. Some of their other pieces, I think it'd be actually a pretty great spot for him to land because he's not going to a team full of people that can't play to his caliber. Not that he's like a high tier caliber player, but he and it's also not he's not he wouldn't be playing with LeBron, so he would get a chance to to shine. He would get a chance to to carry the team even a little bit. And maybe I'm just like too much of a Kuzma fan, and he's not even capable of that. But like that's just my personal opinion. Um, what other trades have I seen? zooming around that are interesting to me. Um, I did see that the Nuggets are willing to get rid of literally anybody but Jokic to get Lillard. Uh, I think the next couple of weeks, all these trade, the, the stuff on the rumor mill is going to be about Damian Lillard. And rightfully so. Like I said, in my eyes, he's the hottest trade right now. He has the highest trade value. Uh, if I was an NBA team, I'd be putting together my best fucking package to keep his ass. But we'll see. I really hope that whatever package the Sixers are putting together for Portland, it doesn't kill us. Because I do think Doc Rivers put together a pretty good team. Um, Obviously, there's some stuff that needs to be worked out. Ben Simmons being one of them. So I hope because those Ben Simmons issues... And the Sixers have come out and it seems like they're pretty committed to Ben Simmons, which is fine. Like, I'm not pissed about it. But if they traded him, I wouldn't be mad. Um... I just hope that they don't get rid of other players just to get Dame. When, like, Matisse, for example, his he his defense is second to none. Like, he's so reliable on defense. And Seth Curry, like, uh, my opinion, the better Curry brother, the more consistent Curry brother, the, the healthiest Curry brother, and that can be argued to the grave. And that's fine if you don't agree with me, but that's just, like, I totally feel that way and again I'm a Sixers fan before any other team in the league and so I'm gonna defend the Sixers uh but I I believe there's a lot of value in a lot of the players there we have some small pieces that could be used together we can get rid of some pick or get rid of some picks trade some picks for Dame too um maybe Ben Simmons but even not could you like imagine a, a Embiid Lillard and Ben Simmons trio in Philly that would be wild and if you're not a Philly fan you're not thinking so, or if you're a Portland fan, you don't think that's great, but that would be wild. It'd be crazy. I would love to see somebody else come in to really amplify this Simmons and Embiid process bullshit, because I personally don't think that it's working. The process has worn itself out, 
and something's got to change. I don't want to see Ben just thrown to the dirt. I also don't want to see him sent to, like, fucking Houston because early on I did see that that was potentially something. Not potentially. It was a rumor going around. And he's better than the Rockets. No offense to Rockets fan fans, but it just, to me, when I see a player, uh, a high-caliber, talented player be traded to a team that has no chance, it's devastating. And I it, it just, like, when... And no offense, again, but when Westbrook got traded, I don't even like... Westbrook, but when he got traded to the Wizards, I was like, are you serious? Like, this man is capable of being a finals MVP, and he's playing for the fucking Washington Wizards, and I and I think it's just a severe injustice to him, and I get it, like, we can't stack a bunch of teams. I don't like when we have stacked superstar teams, but also, like, we have AD and LeBron, and then we have Embiid and Simmons, and Fuck, we have KD, Kyrie, um, Blake Griffin, and um, what the fuck, Bearded Man. Why can I not? James Harden on the Nets. And then I I guess I just don't think Wall did, Wall, Beal, Beal, did enough to be paired with Westbrook. Um, again, I don't like Westbrook. I think he's annoying and he's, I just don't like watching him play, but he's good and he deserves better. Uh, but I don't know. That's my opinion. Just a, a, a small time NBA fan giving their opinion here. But uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I think episode one was great. I really look forward to getting back on here and discussing the next couple games. Hopefully I can talk about the next games just as positively as I did um, about this first game. Also, I hope players stay healthy. I don't want to see any more injuries like um, Dor- Dor- is it Doran. I swear to God, I can't. Dario, Dorian, what the fuck, Dario. I don't want to see any more people get injuries like that. I don't like seeing any player be injured because this is their livelihood. So I hope my, I'm going to end this podcast with, um, I have well wishes and high hopes for the Phoenix Suns and well wishes for, um, the Milwaukee Bucks. And until next time, peace.